our first ever video episode. However, this will still stream uh, via audio on all your podcatchers. Uh, but welcome, first video podcast. So you can see our facial reactions as we're talking about MLS. Or oh, how uncomfortable I physically look yeah. right now. Or when we get into arguments and like just stare at each other and we're like, don't. We're, continue we're actually dangerously close that it could be actually like, like a, a like an elbow, elbow or like, or like a, a soccer ball to the face. Well, <laughs> you see how that works? It's like, uh-huh. this is going to be great. We'll, anyway. We'll try. We'll yeah, try. We'll, so we'll first time for everything. We're going to give it a go. Yeah, it might be awkward at some points in time. But as long as the flag stays up. The flag we, will stay we up. We have taped it pretty impressively this week. So great job on that. Yeah, if, if not... We're just gonna let it come down, and there's gonna be like this weird moment where it's just gonna cut, and that'll be it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, jail create. A great or yeah, video a great little clip video. If you haven't seen those already, they're hilarious. Uh, one of them is the flag falling down as we were pre-testing out this whole thing. Let me turn my sound off on my computer. And uh, the other one was uh, my lovely dog Piper, who is a rescue, who needs to be touched at all periods of the day at all times, uh, felt the need to come and be touched. So Jay's job today is constant dog petting behind mm-hmm. the camera. Correct. He might even be petting with his feet right now. That's I quite think impressive. He is. He's it's giving like a little impressive. foot massage to Piper. So, Well, now it's just going to be like, how can I live up to my dog? <laughs> or like, not to my dog, to Jay. How can we ever live up to Jay? I don't know. So, really do not know. So let's get started. Let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have won our first season game how crazy is that it feels good doesn't it feel good it feels really really good like the world's not ending yet but it was close you know it was like that that internal dread that we kept having and then like i went to um parceros headquarters and i watched the game with all the parceros and i walked in and the game was just about to start and um i was making myself a cocktail and there was this this feeling that I was like, it's going to be a good game. But at the same point in time, I was like, can't get my hopes up. Cannot get my hopes up. What were your feelings going into the match? Uh, nerves. Yeah, I guess a little bit nervous. We put a lot of pressure on the game. Obviously, it was too early to be a must-win game, so to say, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint, if you want to get into the sort of metaphors. I don't run at all, so I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. <laughs> I hate running. <laughs> I, 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 I played the wrong sport. That's why I played it. Actually, I'll be fair. That's why I played it. <laughs> you <goal>. win. Exactly. <laughs> That's why she's a goalie. But I say I was nervous but excited, and I really had a good feeling about it. I felt like if we were going to beat anyone, it was going to be New England, and we were proved right. Yeah. Happy days. Now it's just stepping up from here, I think, because we are going to go into a stretch now with a bunch of teams that necessarily haven't had great seasons, uh, aren't what we consider the top contenders at the moment in the league. Um, and not all of them are like that, but there's a, you know, we've got they're, they're what you consider beatable teams. Yeah. At least last season, you weren't like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like a real tough one. The teams right. that, if we're going to have a good season, you would expect us to get results from, pick up some right. points. Right. So, oh, I have, to, I've been told by my producer, I have to move my hair. That's why I tell my It was, it was blocking, I, I guess, the logo or the, the wonderful crest. See, this is what this is all about, everybody. Um, That's why I wore an England one. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I don't have a star above my, I just realized there's not a star on the parlay. 
We oh, have a star. It's from a long time yeah, ago. I wasn't alive ago. forever. We have a star. You have a star. Uh, getting back on track, but yeah, they are they are winnable games. Mm-hmm. You know, so us going to FC Dallas this weekend, it's more of a positive feeling. We feel like we can continue where we've left off. But let's talk about sort of the first moments of that match, which were a little worrisome in my mind, because we both talked about how much we love Eric Rometty. Mm-hmm. And to see him get hit in the head and then come down in the way that he did, and I've been knocked unconscious before and so like it was very clear when you hit the ground like that that he didn't have any control over his body and he didn't it wasn't landing in, in a way that a conscious person would if that makes sense so I mean how, how are your feelings about I mean him getting hit like that right and, and then they, being checked out and then being cleared to play again uh-huh. and then what we're in the 15th minute and he comes off yeah um, I mean, concussion protocol, we've heard a lot about it, particularly with American football. Um, and I think it's one of those things that you can't mess around with. Yeah. And it was a little bit disappointing to see yeah. that he was checked out and allowed to come back on. As a player, we all want to play. Right. You know, I've been there. I remember diving into a goalpost at six years old and telling my dad I was ready to go back on. He actually let me go on at halftime. Probably shouldn't, Dad. Sorry, if you're watching. <laughs> but it's... He's probably like, Jess, Dad! He's like, that was back in the day. It was allowed then. But as we've seen so much progress on the sort of research into brain injuries and the severity mm-hmm. of them, um, what would have been concerning is if he'd have taken another knock on the head, mm-hmm. if he's already suffering from a concussion, his brain swelling, another knock to his head could have actually been life-threatening. Yes. And maybe we're going too deep into it. Maybe we're overreacting some might say but i think you have to realize the severity of a head injury mm-hmm. it's it it's the unseeable injury mm-hmm. you can see if you've broken your arm you can see if you've you know uh dislocated a leg but you can't go into that brain and see how he's doing and no matter how hard remedy said he was okay yeah the medical staff have to do a good job of seeing that land watching it back mm-hmm. i mean you have video access yeah you can watch even back the fall mm-hmm. no matter what he says even if he says i don't think i was unconscious you can see how he fell yeah they can see it on the sidelines so yes. to put him back in is a concern for his health and it is a shame i don't know if there's another way that they can have like in rugby in england there's blood substitutions where uh, where people, because they get hurt so often, yeah, you're shocked by this rugby. It's a new sport. Um, no, I know what rugby is. <laughs> I obviously know what rugby. You know is. what rounders? Have is? you seen those players? Um, rounders. I do not. Okay. I look, look it up if you. Okay. We'll get back on track. But rounders is the great British pastime. It's even better than cricket. But they they have blood substitutions where if you have a severe injury mm-hmm. that requires like stitching up, mm-hmm. you go off and get subbed for that period, but it doesn't really count as a sub, and you oh. can come back in. So it would be cool, and again, I don't think that's going to be changed like this, but what a cool way you could have if you had a head injury stuff. Right. Where they go off, they actually get checked properly. Right. They can look back and then put them in. Because like one of those things where with the substitution rules in soccer, with three subs, you either have to choose between playing down a man to check him properly or throwing him back in. And I think we chose to throw him back in. It's like in in baseball, it's the the substitute, it's the batter that uh, comes on for pitchers. It's the... The, oh. the pitcher. Batter. I'm going to my first base, baseball game on Wednesday. <laughs> Are you? You going tomorrow? Yeah. yeah for tomorrow. Atlanta United night. <laughs> today, uh, probably, if you're watching. Well, today, if you're watching this or listening to this on the podcatchers. Uh, I'm, I'm not going. I'm actually going to be playing soccer. Um, but yeah, Atlanta United is having their own Atlanta United night at the Braves, which will be fun. I'm sure that we'll probably have uh, somebody that we all know and love throwing the first pitch of the match. 
who knows? Maybe some fun interactions for fans. Uh, so if you're going, tweet it out. Just to show all the rest of the 17s what's going on uh, at the Braves Stadium. Sorry for that detour. No, it's a detour. It's a good detour. Um, but in that regard, yeah, it's it's sort of a shame. And, and Eric Rometty right now is day-to-day. They are hoping that he'll be good to play this weekend. But obviously that's Again, going to that's be... Again, that's quite a, a shock to me. Right. If it was as serious of a head injury as it looked, mm-hmm. seemed a little early to go back in. I know in college the rule was you had to go through a whole protocol. You had to, you know, prove that you could lift weights, prove this, pass a concussion test, you know. Mm-hmm. You had to say 24 words backwards and remember them. I was actually... I think I failed the concussion test. You had test. to say 24 non- words They would literally backwards? give you a list of words. You had to repeat them in backwards order. I know when we did our baseline, I pretty much failed our concussion test. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't even, that's like whenever they say, uh, do the alphabet backwards yeah, and no. like, don't stop for like, uh, singing the alphabet. I wouldn't be able to do it. No. I mean, unless I like distinctly like sat down and was like, I'm going to remember the alphabet backwards. I would have no idea. No, no idea. None. But let's hope. I mean, if he's healthy, I would love him to be back. Yeah. I'd love him to play. Although that said... I mean, if you were going to bring someone on for Remedy to change the game, it was a super sub. Super, super sub. Super sub for Super an boat sub. Which we also found out Barco does hates. not like to be he called Lil Boat. Lil Boat. He hates it. <laughs> Absolutely does not like it. But, you know, sometimes that, that name comes along. But otherwise, Barco. I mean, he was, since the beginning of the season, he has been a shining star on the rise, right? So we always knew, even though at times we uh, proceeded to ignore it, uh, <laughs> that the $15 million price tag, there was a point for it, right? There, there's been talk all last season, like we've overpaid and you know, he will never reach his potential. Why is he here? Loan him. Where have we heard that before this season? <laughs> hmm. Hmm, crazy thoughts. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, Barco, man of the match. And I mean, it, it was very clear the effect on the game that Barco had mm-hmm. the, the minute he stepped on the pitch, the combination play, the energy, the energy. I mean, I've always, I've always known this about Barco and specifically when he, what struck out to me is when he started coming off the bench last season, he always just, I feel like runs the extra mile, if that makes sense. Like he is always going full strength at anybody. Anytime he can get near a ball, he's going straight at the defender. He's trying to get that ball in. Almost headless chicken-esque sometimes. Yes, yes. But you like it. You like that energy off the bench. And when you're playing against a tired opposition, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why he fitted that sort of super sub position because he was playing against a weaker, you know, tired opposition, coming Mm -hmm. on with his legs, closing stuff down. It's kind of how Tito works as well. Right. When you're fast already Mm -hmm. and you are making the right runs already, playing against a slower, more tired, trained opposition is a great perk. But he came in at 15 minutes, so playing against a full-strength opposition, as far as I'm concerned, he did great. And he still made a huge difference, but what was the most refreshing thing in the world was he took a bloody shot. Like, what a beautiful shot it was also. I mean, 
credit to where it's due, Tito Viaba uh, Tito also had an amazing night. Incredible night. I mean, he outran defenders. He needed it. He yeah, needed he it needed as well. the night. He definitely did. And he had the assist on Barco's first goal. And he also had an assist on the second goal mm -hmm. uh, because it came off of a defender and sort of cycled back around. But yeah, Barco took the shot. And what a beautiful shot it was a curling ball into the upper 90. And hopefully that's going to give him the confidence now to take those shots because mm -hmm. I think. My biggest pet hate, at least, and I'm sure a lot of people agree with me, at the time with Barker was taking that little extra touch sometimes that would draw the foul, mm -hmm. or not draw the foul because he would go down a little bit easily. Right. It seems that this season, at least, you know, we can't base it too much off of just one game, but he's doing a lot better at take, making right decisions, when to release the ball, when to take the shot, rather than holding on to it for too long um, and trying to play to the foul. A lot of the times right. last season, it looked like he was purposefully slowing down in his runs to catch the foul. And that's, yes. that's, that's a clever move sometimes. It it's good to draw fouls. It's good to get your opposition in the referee's book. Those mm -hmm. kind of things. There's a right time for it. But when you have momentum, mm -hmm. take that momentum and go. Or if you see an opening, take that shot. You don't have to draw the foul all the time. So in, in, in regards to this is what you're, with what you're saying, is this uh, us seeing Barkro uh, grow up mm -hmm. in a way as and a he's player? He's 20 now. He's yeah. 20. He's kind of finding his maturity as a player mm -hmm. and... It's exciting to see where that will go. And like I say, people are so much more dangerous when they have confidence and they believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. And to score a brace mm -hmm. in an important game, two match-winning goals, right. is fantastic. And our first, our first team win for the season, mm -hmm. that's huge. Absolutely huge. And I think that, that also you, this confidence has been growing since his U-20 uh, stint in, for Argentina. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously being called up for that is a huge honor. So uh, it's a progression, honestly, of confidence. And I'm, I'm really interested to see where he goes from here. Mm -hmm. Because if, if, he's, if he's starting at this level of confidence now and if he can keep up that progression, I mean, it, it's going to be really fun to watch And what's season. cool, I think, is with Tito and Barco both having such a good performance, you're beginning to sort of gain a more positive rep reputation right. with Frank. Right. We know that Tito probably wasn't favored to Frank. He did make some comments about his skill level, those mm -hmm. kind of things. And Tito worked hard. And what I loved watching is when he got substituted, Frank gave him a hug. He oh, was, I didn't see he that. He gave him a good. There were smiles on their faces and he looked happy to come off the field. That's nice. And for someone... <laughs> also, can nice. I just say that has to be... And I'm going to go... Dirty Cell Soccer tweeted this out and so huge props to them. But that had to be the most handsome substitution in history because that was Franco Escobar coming on for Tito. It's two beautiful men hugging each other and then like just... It's just and this is why you <laughs> are giving women in soccer a great name. Because we like to look at the physical I mean, aspects of the players. I, I can respect them as players, <laughs> and res but like I would do the same thing for women. Like there are some really beautiful women I mean, players. Yeah, I mean Alex Morgan coming out for like. Well, also a, she looks semi like me. So I'm trying to. Oh, so much. I've been no, I've I've literally had girls stop me uh, in streets before and said, "Are you Alex Morgan?" And I, I they need to watch more soccer. Well, I look semi okay when I had dark hair. They didn't maybe. watch her at the station. <laughs> Bitch move. But, but yeah, no. It, thank you. I am. I am. I'm, I'm doing the best of both worlds. I can appreciate them as a player, and I can talk about them tactically. I can understand why they're a good player and what qualities they bring. I've opened up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not digging a hole, Jay. Pandora's box is right open. Oh man. But um, speaking of confidence, yes. The confidence that it brings to our defense to get a clean sheet mm -hmm. is 
really good too. I will also say there's something to take away from this game from a, for a particular player uh, because we all know how he works and we all know how he functions. And I think Joseph Martinez is going to want that game back, uh, if not just for the opportunities that were just a hair off. There were, there were at least two clear-cut opportunities that he had where... 1v1s. 11 times out of 10, he gets that. I think my you know? quote was on Atlanta United Fanti, if I would have bet my house, I don't own a house, but I would have bet it anyway <laughs> on him scoring that last season. Right? 100%. I think people would have bet they're more, like, they're dogs. Yep. And that, oh, 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 oh. oh. I, Yeah, I think I would. I think I would have thought he would have scored that I mean, 100% of the time. And it, it, you know, he hasn't had those chances. I know people said that he needs to get used to those chances. He hasn't been seeing those. But goal scorers don't lose their touch. Like, like you know, no, their, their goal finishing touch. He'll be disappointed. And he he's not the only it. one, though. No. Tito, Tito hit it straight down the goalie's throat. I mean, that goalie's stomach must have been hurting because I think he took three one-on-one straight to the chest. Yeah. And that's, you know, as a goalie, you're like, wow, I got lucky there. You know, without I, having to make a dive, our finishing had to be better. And yeah. like I mentioned previously, you don't get that many chances against a stronger opposition. Right. You know, the, the, the C's of the New England Revolution's defense split. And we went through one-on-one consistently and defend- defenses aren't going to split that easily mm-hmm. on in other games and we're not going to get that many chances. So it is a shame that is like a little negative point, mm-hmm. but at least we were seeing chances created. Mm-hmm. At least Joseph was coming back in. We saw him on the ball a lot. Yes. I lost count of how many times I saw him working hard. And it was great link play, honestly. It, yeah, it was refreshing and that was... That was nice. So. Yeah, it was very nice. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just jump to our next fixture, which is FC Dallas, mm-hmm. which is this upcoming weekend uh, on Saturday. Um, they are a young team. They are a young team. They are also very good at link play. Um, they just come off a win against Portland, which Jay and I were talking uh, b- before we started recording, and it's just sort of strange when you look at the way MLS has started this season. And the two contenders to the MLS Cup Last year, us and Portland, you know, had a very rough start. Yeah, we're just and massively Portland, underachieving. Yeah, and Portland still has not won a game this season. They have only t- uh, tied one game and then lost five of them. So they are having a really rough go at it. And it's sort of this weird... It's, it's all because, of, it's all because of Liam Ridgewell. It was just Liam Ridgewell. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably, yeah, he just made that team work. You know, just sticking up for my own. Oh, my gosh. But going into FC Dallas, the game against FC Dallas, it's a winnable game. It is, it is a winnable game. Uh, the team is young. Um, they, they have the ability to, to link up and create really good link-up play and, and score from that. And they are uh, smart in the attack. Um, I think our defense is now at a position, especially coming off of a win, where... We can hold them to a clean sheet. I think. I think. It, I think it's maybe not. Oh gosh, what is that face? <laughs> I mean, yes. I think our defense was improved, but I do think we had some lapses of concentration mm-hmm. against New England that a better side with better finishes mm-hmm. would have finished. Um, I look at the. Do you see? Do you see FC Dallas as that side? I see them doing better in the offense than okay. New England Revolution. I think that most teams would have made a better chance out of the chance out of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when Brett got drawn completely into the center of mid uh, center of defense. Yeah. Was laid out wide. He had to backtrack and like 
it was a shitty cross, mm -hmm. cross shot that Goose was flapping at and then literally probably said every name under the sun to Brechet. He was pissed at him for yep. uh, not stepping in. I think a better side finishes chances like that. Um, it's a good point. It's a very good point. So I would like to say that we're going to get a shutout and I think we're going to build on it and we're probably going to work on those few defensive errors that came mm -hmm. up. But I wouldn't say that it's a given, you know, and mm -hmm. I don't think you were saying that either, but I think it'll be tougher. Yeah. We, we have looked vulnerable at the back a lot this season at there's times. A, there's been a lot of uh, still getting used to the system. There's been a lot of overthinking still. Going into this match, it, it's it's not going to be easy. I mean, obviously any game that we've played leading into this has not been mm -hmm. a walk in the park. Um, I still think we get a win. Uh, I actually think we get a clean sheet, and I think we still have the same result that we had against New England. So I'm going to call a 2-0. Mm -hmm. Do you do you have a prediction for the? I'll game? go with 2-1. I just mm -hmm. think there'll be one or one defensive lapse. I think we'll give away a couple of chances, and we'll probably see a ball enter the back of our net. Sadly, but oh okay. I think we're going to pick up a win, which would be nice. I think mm -hmm. we were too. Be ruthless. a nice home win. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that. It'd be, there's too much ruthlessness in our forward going play right. to, to ignore that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, switching gears a little bit, there's obviously been a, a certain incident uh, that's happened this past weekend that was talked a lot about, uh, most particularly um, from our producer, Mr. Jay Riddle, uh, in which he got into many Twitter battles online. But uh, Kaku of the New York Red Bulls, when they were playing against Sporting Kansas City, uh, obviously they did not win the game and they got a little frustrated at the very end. And Kaku took a ball that was uh, slowly drifting on, uh, outside the lines and drilled it at uh, Sporting Kansas City fans. He can't help. He had shitty aim. Oh, is this is what we're saying? It was shitty aim? <laughs> I mean, let's, think just, he, no, let's just say he was aiming at the advertising hoarding. That just explains why they lost the game. <laughs> like, that was some <laughs> terrible, terrible accuracy. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. It's still not okay if he was aiming at it, but that was a shitty, shitty aim. <laughs> oh, man. So, in your mind, with, with the Kaku incidents, was him aiming at the ad boards? I can't, no, I can't, I can't look into his head. I think that's what he's probably going to or has excused it as. I wouldn't blame him for excusing it as that. It's not an excuse. But here, here's the problem I have with that explanation. Any human being, if you are aiming at the ad boards and you miss, and you miss badly, and you hit someone, normally you would be like, oh shit. Yeah, he had, he had a smile on his face. Yeah, uh, there, there a was- A little bit uncomfortable. Was, he, 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 he hit it, he saw where it was going. It's not like he hit it and like immediately turned around. He saw where it landed and then he turned and started walking off. And that's when the Sporting Kansas City players came in and started arguing with Kaku. You know, they started having the, this, this open dialogue and these arguments and, and they checked on the guy there. And thankfully the medical staff also checked on the guy there. But th that's just where that logic falls through and where it makes absolutely no sense. If you're trying to aim at the ad boards, which players do when they get frustrated, they kick it at the ad boards. But there, there's a, there's it's a basic, difference. It's basic technique. From a technical side of soccer, yeah. if you lean back, the ball rises. If you put your head over the ball, it stays down. The technique he was using, he was striking the ball in the air. So I was joking about the advertising. Okay, model. great. But <laughs> nonetheless, I, got like, oh. I think the biggest concern 
I mean, firstly, the guy had, there's been some reports, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. that the guy went to hospital and has a concussion, doesn't remember yeah. anything. It's a pretty bad hit. If you watch it in slow-mo and go back, it's bad. Because it, it looks like he gets knocked out. Yeah. What also is seriously concerning, just from like a for the kids side of things, hashtag for the kids. Hashtag for the kids. Soccer in the streets for life. The ball boy, a kid that volunteers to put balls back in play, potentially an academy player, I'm not sure, it varies per club, is literally, thank God he has cat-like reactions mm -hmm. because he gets his hand up and protects his face. Right. If that guy hits a kid, like I'm not saying, you know, it matters less it hit an adult, but at the end of the day, I think he has a it's child's a head, the vulnerability of his skull, all of that. And you also have to realize that ball kid was closer. Yeah, exactly. And if he hits a kid, I think that at that point, there were a lot of New York Red Bull fans that are pissed yeah, at him. Yeah, as and, they should be. I uh, would be pissed if a player... Yeah, they're embarrassed. That, uh, Honestly, I think it's more than just pissed. They're embarrassed by him. They're right. embarrassed that he's part of their team for that action. But if you hit a kid, yeah. I think that's multiplied by 10, the reaction. Right. You know? Um, so it, what kind of what what kind of ban are you you thinking he deserves? I I wouldn't know. I mean, like I know that six games has been thrown out. I know that uh, we were talking earlier, and uh, Suarez when he bit somebody got five for the first time. For the, the first time, the third time he got four months. The yeah. third the third time he bit someone. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a hungry man. Yeah, he is. And that's I can't I can't ever look at him again now and not just see the teeth, um, but. <laughs> The, the, yeah, it, I wouldn't know because I, I wouldn't know how the disciplinary uh, committee will react to what's going on and what the Red Bulls organization is doing to sort of cover their losses. Yeah, pretty much. So it's it, it, there's a lot of negotiation going on right now. I'm sure, but as far as I wonder how much compensation that guy's gonna get. You know, because Americans, lo Americans I... love to sue. That's something y'all are really good yeah. at. Like, really, really, really good at that. You know, Kaku probably needs to lawyer up. Honestly. Oh I think God. he's going to get his ass sued. And that guy's going to make, you know, if he's okay, at least he's going to make some good money at it. So he can afford, you know, it's a price you pay for sitting in the front row. So yeah, that's a price he, you he, pay for sitting he, in the front row. At least he can afford, can afford to, sit in the front to sit in the front row again. Maybe yeah. he's in club this time. It's a little yeah, safer I mean, up in those possibly, comfy seats. Possibly, possibly. Well, I mean, those are also probably really expensive seats he was sitting on. So, like, <laughs> you know, now it's paid for because that's the price you pay, which is an awful... I understand tongue-in-cheek, but it's not the time and place to throw out a comment Particularly like that. Particularly after your play or, you know... He's probably talking to anybody that doesn't know what we're referring to. Luis Robles, after the game, was sticking up for Kaku or defending his teammates. Saying he felt bad. And right. like the first couple of lines, he was like, you know, it's not acceptable. He, he's apologizing. We went and checked on him, but, made sure he was okay. But, but then he decided to ruin what was quite a good press conference. I'm just saying that I guess that's the price you pay. But it's banter. Sitting in the front row. It's banter. It's, it's not banter. It's <laughs> inappropriate banter. <laughs> the sarcasm levels. It's, I'm not. Do I, do I need to edit my sarcasm? You, One was but it's for <laughs> the banter. <laughs> I mean, just maybe she'll understand British sarcasm. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Normally, I get like I'm on the same wavelength, but I think I'm just so adamant about. It's because you're not holding your microphone. The I'm, microphone gives you power. I know, and to just, understand like, British British humor. That is what it is. It's like a magical wand of it. like translating British sarcasm. You should try it at home, I'm, guys, <laughs> because you probably don't get my humor. And if you don't find me funny. 
Pick up your imaginary microphone. Yes. And it'll be okay. And you'll get everything <laughs> she's saying. It's insane how it works. Like, I get it now. I get it. She's hilarious. But yeah, so how many bands do you think he's going to get? I think. How many, how, how how many we, games? How many games? How many bands? I think if they set him as an example, he'll probably get six to ten. Um, I did a little bit of Googling, you know, uh, mm-hmm. before just to see how MLS has dealt with stuff like this in the past. There's not really an example, but I do know that an FC Dallas player back in 2014, can't remember the name off the top of my head, he pushed a referee yeah. or an assistant referee, a linesman, and he got a six-game ban. So as okay. far as I'm concerned, six is the minimum. Six and up. Because you've got to protect your fans as much as right. you protect your referees. Right. Um, for me, yeah, I think, I think it should be a, a serious plan. But what might actually happen, and I doubt it on the Red Bull side, but oftentimes clubs can actually make a decision themselves to extend that ban if they don't think it's deemed appropriate. Oh. Um, it's a completely different topic, but in England, I there don't... was a player uh, in the women's game, actually one of my teammates, uh, she plays for Tottenham Ladies, mm-hmm. and she was racially abused. The FA, oh, wow. the FA banned her for six games. The club she played for terminated her contract. Oh, so it's pretty cool that, you know, clubs do have some authority. I doubt it will happen. But he doesn't really want to be in the MLS anyway, let's be honest. So Yeah, he made a whole big stink even before the season started at, with the, the tweeting for Club America, the Eagle tweets, the tweets about, or the comments about not getting his Uber paid for or his you know furniture paid for. I feel like we spent enough time on his dick, you know? Like, <laughs> let, let, oh, let, let's be honest. I want to talk Hashtag about something. Hashtag for the kids, everyone. Okay. When, when, I, when, I, when I'm on Queens of the South, I am, my, my views are my own, not of my employer. Um, I want to talk about New York City FC and the, the uh, lovely goalkeeping howlers we saw this yeah, weekend. See, I, didn't, I didn't even get to see this. Um, and I know that you guys were talking about this. and, and If I, you haven't seen it, you should Google it. I'm sure it's up there, like New York City FC goalkeeping howler, whatever you want to see. Uh, Mr. Walk, walk us through it. Mr. Johnson, you know, he... Uh, Which is, is a great goalie. Yeah, great goalie, had a boo-boo. And I guess Brad Guzan's probably, I think if I'm Guzan, I'm Googling that, watching it for shits and giggles, <laughs> like, I'm not the only one that's made a, a howler this season. He receives a back pass, takes a touch with his in, outside of his foot, right. right foot, and his touch finds the back of the net. Oh. It, it, it's quite marvelous. It's almost like it happens in slow motion. Yeah. And I don't know how he did it. His ankles must be able to bend at a really extraordinary angle. Because when you think about it, to touch a ball is like this. But he yeah. must have bent his ankle like back on himself for the backspin for that to go in. But Johnson, if he's feeling guilty about himself, mm-hmm. he should go watch the Watford the Watford game. Uh, Watford played in the Premier League this weekend against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually... Ben Foster, who I trained with back in Watford once or twice, had another howler. He decided to lay safe fair, just chilling out, chilling out. And the uh, Arsenal forward comes in, closes him down, and he kicks oh. his goal kick into the Arsenal yeah. player, into the back of the bay. So, Brad Guzan got a shout-out this weekend. So, we have a goalie that didn't make a howler. Life is good. Goalkeeping Yay, with Jessica. Goose. We love the goalie howlers. Though. We do. Watch them. Watch them. They're hilarious. <laughs> Goalkeeping is the most important position in soccer. Well, I mean, that's coming from a goalie. Mm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's your what determines who basically wins the game in, in the long run of it. I mean, there's a lot of things that come up to that, but like defense and you know people who are standing in front of goalies who might also be sitting on couches like this. But like you know. You you are the most important part of the game. 
Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, you've got some events for Soccer in the Streets coming up. Do you want to tell us about them? Yeah, we got, we got some cool stuff coming up. We do. Up and hopefully and all you're going to be involved yeah. in yeah, some yeah. of them at least. Mm -hmm. So uh, this Saturday, or Sunday rather, Easter Sunday, Yes. if you are not in church, I know I probably won't be after my uh, Jane the Virgin comments if you haven't catched that episode before. I, I yeah, no, if anybody hasn't heard that I just episode, it's caught, caught, caught that episode. Caught we are having a walking soccer tournament. So like we said, I said, we don't like running. So we're gonna walk and play soccer. There is a no running rule allowed. And Alan Kennedy, for those that don't know him, he's a Liverpool legend, had like a couple hundred appearances for Liverpool, won five, uh, it was not the Premier League back then, it was that long ago. Right. Uh, but it was the first division of England uh, soccer. He's won those, he's coming out to play with us too. Oh. Awesome. It's going to be a really cool event. Um, if you want to come down and play, just shoot Is Soccer in the Streets, a $10 donation, 10 to $12, whatever you want to pay, honestly. Come out and play and walk. I'm going to be terrible at this. Anyone that's ever played soccer with me knows that I have one tempo. It's 1,000% and aggressive. I mean, you could get in a fight with a napkin. We've all discussed this. But for me to power walk and catch a ball is going to be tough. I think I might cheat. How do, how do, they, how do they stop you from not running? Mm. The referee oh, really? has the hardest rule in the world. He just, yeah. It, I've watched some videos. It's usually an over 65 thing. There was actually a walking World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, it had two teams in it, but that was a walking World Cup. That sounds like Cup. something I'm going to have to Google. <laughs> <laughs> it was England and Italy. I think, I think we wanted to get another star on our jerseys. So we put in the Italians and we thought we were going to win. The Italians won? No, I, I, I just watched some highlights. It, 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 just, just Google walking soccer or walking yeah. football, it mm -hmm. would be. But yeah, come out Sunday, 2 p.m. till 5 p.m. If you want more details, shoot me a Twitter message or email me at jessica at soccerstreets.org. Then the big one, the cool one. Yes. We got, uh, was on Monday. Monday, 22nd. Monday, Monday. Rira. So good to me. If you've That's ever fun. dreamed of asking Kelly what her favorite music is or what do she that. likes to eat with her wine or I don't know. Oh, what they else? can ask these just random questions? Oh, it's, yeah. did you not get the memo? Ask you anything. They have literally, oh, no. you know, they might ask you to oh, sing. No. Can you sing a rendition? No. Of Bohemian Rhapsody, and you have to say yes if they give a good enough donation. It's as simple as that. What? It, they, I wasn't told of the rules. Kelly's, of this. Kelly's already signed up. Oh, Jay has signed no. up. I've signed up. Oh. We've got Siempre United coming out. The Paseros coming oh, out. Felipe gosh. Cardenas, Mike Conti, Jason Longshore, Nick uh, from Alipi, Soccer yes. over here. We're probably going to have some more cool guests. You can ask us anything and we can't say no as long as there's a donation attached for the kids. So it's going to be a really fun one. Starts at 6 p.m., probably goes till about 8.30. Uh, just found out three taverns are coming in and helping us out. If you buy uh, Rowdy and Proud Beer, some of the proceeds of that are going to oh, come nice. to Soccer in the Streets. We're yeah. going to have a badass raffle, got some really cool prizes on that. May even have some signed Atlanta United stuff, some signed Iron Tooth stuff. Do I get to partake in the raffle? Yeah. I mean, if I, yeah. if I, yeah, just don't, I just, I, I just won't stuff. be pulling the raffle because it might be a little, God, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll this get right. So she didn't do it. It's going to be really cool. Come out. If you want more details again, tweet us, whatever. We'll be posting about it on Unrails Twitter, right. which leads us into the purpose. The purpose. So what, what are we going to be fundraising for? It's, it's pretty obvious. Obviously the nation's cup. Which is? Which is August 28th. 
She still has a go at herself right now. I do. So, uh, obviously... A- I- April 28th. Oh, I said August, didn't I? <laughs> April 28th! It's a really long prepa- preparation. Uh, We're going to be bragging on I about it for months. Prepped for months, <laughs> slash the end of this month. Uh, we'll see how good I am. But uh, me and Jess are both on Team Colombia, and we are playing with a bunch of the Parceros guys. Uh, we're playing with Felipe Cardenas from The Athletic. Uh, there's a bunch of other people from uh, all facets of Atlanta United, whether it's supporter culture, whether it's uh, just general fans. Uh, there's a huge contingent of people playing in this tournament. We've got how many countries playing? We have eight, eight teams, and yep. we're going to have about 120 participants. We've got volunteer spots if anyone wants to come out and join in the fun, support, yes. you know, come it's hang out. Kids. And like we say, all the money's going towards the kids. Yes. Which... For anyone that doesn't know, for the kids is soccer in the streets. We right. offer free youth programming, life skill classes, mentorship. Mm-hmm. We're basically trying to fill the gap between the pay-to-play model right. and ensure that every kid in Atlanta gets a chance to play regardless of where they're from because there are so many different skills that soccer provides. Yeah. So it's so a really cool Come out. Um, obviously, you know, donate your time if you'd like to donate your time. Donate your money if you'd like to donate your money. Um, donate both if you're really cool. Yeah, if you're really awesome. <laughs> um, and come out and support both Jess and I and everybody else that's going to be taking part in this tournament. But there's also an announcement that you guys had last week, which is one I'm very excited about as a uh, resident of East Point. Soccer in the Streets just did their groundbreaking for their East Point station. Yes, we have got station number three on its way, East Point, right by Oz Pizza. There's some uh, land over there, and I can't tell you exactly when it's going to be ready, but it's, you're not going to be waiting too long. That's no. all I can say. But you've already started breaking ground on We've it. already started breaking ground, and it's super exciting. We're going to have youth leagues over there, adult leagues over there. Watch this space, but most importantly, watch this space for the future, because I'll just tell you, we're not going to stop at three. And we don't want to stop at three, but that's where everyone's support comes in. So yes. watch this space. It's an exciting time for soccer in the streets. And we're all really happy yeah. to be part of it and to support it from lots of levels. We hope you do too. I'm going to plug a scarf. We've got a new scarf coming. You can find me at the tailgate on Saturday if you are a scarf lover, which I know a lot of you are. They can, they can also probably find you playing soccer tennis and destroying people's souls. Yeah. I, <sighs> oh, you bruises. Yeah. I'm, oh wow. I'm a, I'm, what the I'm hell, a... Jess? <laughs> Guys. Wow. Yeah. We, we, well, I'm a try. I'm a try. Um, it'll be fun. Come play soccer tennis with me. I might not be taking it too seriously this weekend. I have a, a bit of a busted ankle, but. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's what that is. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's particular colors I did not know existed on a human body. <laughs> so there's that going on. But yeah, come join us. Uh, I'll be at the tailgate. Jess will be at the tailgate. Jay has got some really exciting family stuff going on, so unfortunately he will not be able to make it. But come out, say hi, take a photo with us, just chat with us. Play only only if we let us stand only, on our good sides. Yeah, only on the good sides. Don't ask us to stand on the bad sides. We'll walk away from you. We won't do that. We won't do that at all. Um, but, yeah, so thank you for joining us on our very first video podcast. Uh, I hope you have been entertained. Um, if you haven't, hold your microphone. If, if not, just hold your microphone. It will make everything better. Um, and that you, you swing back by and watch us again when we uh, come to your tube. And uh, <laughs> That sounds so inappropriate. Oh, my God. I don't even think of it like that. Oh, no. <laughs> 
I meant the tube, like a like a TV I'm spinning now. But like the tube, like a TV tube. Not come to your tube is what you actually oh. said. <laughs> Um, we talk about soccer. We're very, um, professional, obviously. Uh, we're very glad you stopped in and we hope you come back, uh, subscribe, press a button, do something. I don't know where the angles are, but you do what you need to do. Thank you for joining us. This was Unrelegated Queens of the South. I am Kelly Francis. You can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the soccer media, social things. Soccer medias. My name is Jessica. <laughs> you can find me at Jessica, A-T-L, U-T-D. And of course, we went on and on about it. Follow Soccer in the Streets at yep. Soccer Streets. We've got a man behind the camera. This is the part yes. where, like, in the play, they they they, they, they say they, to like, the band. And yes, and then he bows. So our producer Jay Riddle, which is at J <laughs> underscore Riddle, thumbs up. <laughs> I got it. And then obviously you can follow us at, uh, for all of us at Unrel ATL. That's U N R E L A T L. Uh, thank you for joining us. Like I said, subscribe. Do whatever. Follow us on the tube. Yeah, follow us on the tube. We'll see you later. Bye.